This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. With me, as always, my good friend and co-host, Eric Obranson. Eric, how you doing? I'm doing good. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, don't have any like news or anything to report, but um, but overall, good. Yeah, everybody's just kind of staying home. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Or at least, well, everybody should be, but right. I have been for the most part. I don't go too far. Though they, as we were talking about a little bit before we uh, hit record, you know, our our Wisconsin governor has finally formally put in a, a mask ordinance, um, which yeah. I don't know. Some people may not be happy with, but it oh, I'm sure so. you'll have those uh, that aren't. But oh yeah, I think it's a it's a good thing. <laughs> I one thing we did notice just because we did have to run some errands this weekend, uh, you know, grocery store and things like that, and we had to do a quick Target run. Um, all of these places are for a weekend especially and it was really nice weather everything was pretty empty like there were people in there shopping but it wasn't as crowded and it's it's almost like when you tell people you have to wear a mask they suddenly now don't want to go anywhere not going to go hang out in the store anymore (laughs) no because they they can't be defiant without getting a 200 hundred dollar fine right so yeah, and that's something that our governor hasn't even done. We've never actually, I don't believe, ever had an official mask mandate. It's more like a please wear a mask, and then businesses are requiring it. But, of course, most businesses, if people decide that they're going to, you know, fight back about it, of course, you know, retail workers, I, and I wouldn't expect them to, don't want to get into an altercation with an angry person over it. So people do get away with it. Um, oh yeah i mean legally legally, i don't think you can ask somebody if they have a medical condition yeah no i'm and honestly like it it makes me sad that we live in a world where it's not enough for people to be like please wear it because it protects other people from this disease um but i don't know not gonna get too deep into that but yeah i I think it's sad that that we have to go like the legal route with things like why can't you just put it on to help out (laughs) yeah yeah so everybody wear a mask yes it please hurts, it hurts no one it helps people yeah. and maybe we should look into getting video junkyard podcast masks maybe <laughs> i thought about that like that that's would be... the problem that's why people aren't wearing masks because oh, they yeah, don't have a video junkyard podcast mask yeah maybe that's what i'll do next time i see somebody not wearing a mask i'll just hand them one of ours like be like here you go i i know it's wrong i'll say i've solved your problem <laughs> put it on <laughs> Yeah. You were waiting the for The lamest superhero ever <laughs> just shows up and hands out masks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But would probably still save quite a lot of people, you know. <laughs> the but, mask avenger, not the masked avenger, just but the mask. Know, just... <laughs> singular. <laughs> yes. Singular plural, no, singular present tense. Um <laughs> But no, as I was mentioned though, is it was uh just I don't know, maybe maybe the reason it was, you know, empty wasn't because people like felt like they couldn't leave the house because they didn't want to and maybe it was it was a nice nice weekend so people were just maybe out doing something else stupid but but no i I couldn't get over it like it was it was one of those summer days like the sky was blue all the leaves were green yeah Yeah. it was uh was your heart as big as a baked potato splodoinkle yeah (laughs) it was a splodoinkle day yeah sure sounds like it it was so and that is because we're going to be talking about (laughs) The 1993 American independent musical black comedy, Cannibal the Musical. In the cold winter of 1874, six men set out on a journey through the Colorado Rockies. They were looking for gold, but what they found was that they were completely lost.
nobody now. Yeah. I'm Alfred Packer. This is my horse, Leanne. In the tradition of Friday the 13th, part two, and Oklahoma, comes the first intelligent film about cannibalism. <laughs> Gross, Packer! So let's fill so bad, we can make him our best friend. We can name him Shannon, Shannon Wilson Bell. We can make him tall, or we can make him not so... I'm shatterproof! There's nothing you can show me, I'm still Santa tall, so you all can blow me! I'm shatterproof! Oh, man, when, when did you first see this one? This one, I believe, I got on VHS tape. <laughs> oh gosh, circa 2000, 2001, maybe. Um, when the Media Play store in Rockford, which was a small regional chain store, I, I want to say like a, it was almost like a Borders before there was Borders, right? Because it was just music and books. Yeah. And it wasn't like electronics, almost but almost like yeah. a Sam Goody or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they were clearing out their VHS tapes. So it was right around the big switch over to DVD. And they had like a cult movie section. The only store, big store like that that I remember in ever growing up that had a dedicated like, here's our cult movies, right? Yep. Um, and they were clearing out their videotapes and they had a big stack of like trauma movies for like 50% off. Maybe it was even 25% uh, off of regular price. Um, and I just like went and got grabbed like a stack of them. Like maybe not everything they had because i was a broke teenager but whatever i could afford and uh that was one of them um one of them that i selected based on my familiarity with south park i was like oh this looks interesting because right on the front of it you know it says from the creators of south park um and it was not the first one of the stack that i watched it might have even been close to the last but it was certainly my favorite and most memorable out of any of the stuff that i picked up that day uh probably um and equal to the toxic avenger from you know trauma stuff but <laughs> i i i don't remember when i first saw this one i think it was maybe in in college maybe i first saw it like late high school yeah um, i i'm pretty sure i probably showed it to you i you don't remember have. when exactly uh but i made this one a mission <laughs> This is one of those movies that, like, I, you know, I liked so much or thought was so funny that I literally showed to, like, everybody that I knew was into movies. So, I'm not saying you definitely got it from me or saw it's, it with it's me, but very likely. I have a feeling it probably it was. It probably was. And this, this is one of those, like, I felt like I discovered in a way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and I, I have met a handful of people that have seen it, but a lot more that don't know what I'm talking about. They, they think mm -hmm. the first... Well, before I say that, uh, for those of you that are not familiar, uh, Cannibal the Musical, again, 1993, American independent uh, musical black comedy. It was directed, written, produced, co-scored, and stars Trey Parker, um, <laughs> and also stars or co-stars Matt Stone, who was also a co-producer. And of course, these are the two guys that are you know the creators of South Park and uh, Book of Mormon. So mm -hmm. they've... This was one of their first films. And other feature films as well. Orgasmo. Yeah. And then they went on. I think most people are familiar with, like, oh, you know, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, their earlier stuff, like Orgasmo. I don't know if everybody yeah. realizes right. this one's out there. Um, this is one of those movies that it's incredibly quotable. <laughs> oh, yeah. The music's absurd, but it's catchy as shit. It's... The music's great. It's just such good. I mean,. I guess backing up, we keep getting ahead of ourselves. Um, the movie is very much a parody of stage musicals and specifically of the Rodgers and Hammerstein musical Oklahoma. Oklahoma yeah. If anybody is familiar with that at all. And I, I'm only like kind of familiar with it, but enough to where I get the joke, I think. <laughs> so. Yeah. The sky is blue and all the leaves are green. The sun's as warm as a baked potato. I think I know precisely what I mean. 
set our goals high With eyes full of hope as we aim for the So the the story of Cannibal the Musical um, is uh, it's it's about it's loosely based on the true story of Alfred Packer, uh, who was a guy that was leading some people from Utah to Colorado, and they got snowed in, and he was found with five dead people and some partially eaten bodies. So. <laughs> Um, except in this case, it's about a, a bunch of miners that are going from Utah to Colorado to strike it rich and, you know, mine gold and he gets them lost in the woods and, you know, horror ensues and he is accused of it, but he has his own version of the story and it's a musical and it's absolutely insane. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's a really clever and, and fun parody of you know, Broadway yeah. musicals of the, yeah, that type of thing. The, really the Rodgers and Hammerstein type, um, should I say super cheesy musicals, but I don't know if, uh, you know, we're, I, it, it, it's really funny. It's good. <laughs> well, and it's even some of the songs themselves, there's, there's the first song that you really hear is Splodoinkle, which is a made up <laughs> word, is. obviously for the movie that is, I guess, just a, an exclamation of some kind yeah like a, a positive exclamation i think it's a good thing although no it's no, used you hear in, it negatively yeah. somebody falls down at one point and goes spadoinkle yeah. yeah it's so yeah it could be it's i guess it's an all uses exclamation but there's do you, do you have a favorite song from this one yes absolutely and it's let's build a snowman <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's because of the way that the humor's worked into the song, and especially the repraise where the reprise, um, you yeah. know Bill actually shoots Swan while he's singing the song. Shut so. the fuck up, Swan! <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. uh, <laughs> okay, Packer. What now? I can't keep going on like this forever. <laughs> Me neither. We haven't eaten in a week. What are we gonna do, Packer? I know what we should do. What? Let's build a snowman. We can make shut him our best friend. Swan. We can name him Shannon. Shannon Wilson Bell. Swan, we can shut the fuck up. Or we can make him not so tall. I almost don't even want to describe the scenes to people just because I, I really want to be like, hey, go see this movie because it's, it's so worth it. But, um, you know, because we have to fill up a show, I guess I will. But, uh... Yeah, Swan, the character of Swan, is, uh, I think, the second character we meet outside, well, in the flashback portion of the film, outside of uh, Alfred Packer, and is actually the one that recruits Packer to uh, join this kind of group of misfits who are traveling. Um, they're in Utah, right? So they're actually traveling east into Colorado territory, mm-hmm. and uh, to Breckenridge, Colorado. Um, and swan is an obnoxiously i mean we all know a guy like this uh obnoxiously optimistic person like unrealistically optimistic who's always got you know a smile on his face and a song in his heart kind of yeah um but anyway it it it, it's a particularly dark um point all of the characters are at and uh he has a great song about building a snowman and the reaction of everybody is just like i don't know it's it's one of my favorite scenes and this is not even bullshitting but like one of my favorite scenes in a movie ever like it's one of the it's and it, it i this is, we watched the movie for i watched the movie again for this sh- uh show it's gotta be you know i've seen it well over 10 times it may be pushing 20 and uh i'm still cracking up at a lot of this stuff and the the snowman scene is still probably my favorite but so. anyway oh, sorry God. do you have a favorite song <laughs> um honestly and again, the, the, I'm going to have to... Hopefully everybody's watched the movie because we post the ads for it beforehand. But uh, the song, When I Was on Top of You, I think <laughs> yeah. is my favorite 
just on how it it also like plays out on on 80s style you know romance songs yeah and it's, well and it's just all of its double entendre all of its double entendre about a horse Packer, there's plenty of horses in the world you'll find another one wouldn't want another one she'll never know what she meant to me whenever i was with her i was always as gentle as i could be She's gone away And I'll just have to stand on my own to lay I was going to say, one of the other things about it is there's pretty much one joke in it that by today's standards would be pretty questionable, but it still isn't that yeah. that bad. And it's right after that song. There's a the, the Fudge Packer reference. Yeah. The Fudge yeah. Packer joke. Which, and, I mean... Which was, again, that's... it's a double entendre. It's a play on words because his name is Packer and he's being offered fudge. Offered fudge, you yeah. That, that That's why it got a, like, total pass for me, at least. Like, I mean, not that I'm the person that should be judging those things, but, like, yeah, it was more of a play, like, playing around with the words and the... Yeah. But, that and the... And the, the, um, the tribe. Oh, yeah. The yeah, native the, tribe... The native of, tribe that are Japanese actually... people <laughs> claiming to be Indians. You don't think that we're Indians? And and all white people are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like this is okay. <laughs> like yeah. you can't really get too I... mad at that. I don't know, maybe I should it's, put it. it it's more play I don't think there's anything and I don't know, I guess you'd have again, I'm not the group of person that would be offended by it, so I'm not gonna like say whether Right. It's offensive or not, but like to me, it just the whole situation's so ludicrous. They're it's they're put there as as a the whole thing is like a joke. Like these are obviously not native people, right? <laughs> and, and and they're picking up on it like the way that like you know Packer and, and company are looking at them. Like you know they didn't really think they were Indians. Something was up with these people. Yeah. So that that's one of the things I think that makes this one really have quite a lot of staying power is that. It's it's really effective humor, um, but it, it's it still works today, you know. And, and right now we we're in a time where, where humor is really criticized, you know, for for obvious reasons. So mm. you know, I would not want to be trying to be a stand-up comic right now. Oh my god, <laughs> um, a tough gig. It's always know, a tough gig. But it's always a tough gig. But right now it's like shit. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean it's yeah it's tough. But you know, I think um, this this I think shows why South Park has been on the air for as long as it has, yeah. and why Book of Mormon is so incredibly successful. Is these guys are really really good writers? They are, and there's something about their writing that is um, I don't know. Everything in this seems to work, even though it it, it and I and I say we we on the show recently have watched two films and you didn't watch Transylvania Six Five Thousand with us but you did watch Attack of the Killer Tomatoes last week with yeah. us and um, it we so those are two examples of something that are generally kind of doing the same thing and Attack of the Killer Tomatoes very much so because it's even a musical as well uh, yeah kind of but and the the difference is just that this has like an i don't know it just has a respect for what it's parodying a little bit or at least an understanding of what it is um so so the humor works because it's you know building from that you know shared understanding of you know the the musical film concepts you know old school musicals oklahoma whether whether you're familiar with that specific one or not you'll, you'll get some of the things like just the little you know funny things that especially during songs the kind of overacted like 
quasi dancing and like you know gyrating around that people do that you'll, you'll just recognize right away from musical movies if you're <laughs> um if you've familiar ever, with them at all ever seen but but one yeah yeah and also it's 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 first of all it's well-written comedy second of all it is just well written in the point of like it actually has a story to tell and it gets it done whether it's for the purpose of making you laugh or not it's still um it it tells a story it's got something to say it's you know it's uh that's the thing i think that was missing from a movie like attack of the killer tomatoes who who, like it was one punchline and then they didn't it felt like they didn't know what to do with the rest of their screen time they were just uh yeah, and, I would, and, and the fact that it had seemed to have no respect and or knowledge of what it was doing, what it was trying to be a parody of. Yeah, I, I even think like when we reviewed Repo, the genetic opera, and mm. I was not a fan of that one because it felt overproduced you know, or tr- sloppily overproduced and the music sounded like shit. And I, I just I, I couldn't get into it personally. Yeah. Uh, but then you get this one. And the songs are all like again they all have a purpose to not just drive the plot but you know you know crack a joke you know they all take an opportunity you know they're all none of the songs in here are except there's one song that's kind of serious <laughs> i mean kind of if you listen to you're talking about the the polly song yes from, what polly yeah, Price was, sings yeah is you know, was it this side of me i think yeah. that's what it's called it's really not that the song itself isn't that funny. No, but, but it's the situation. <laughs> There's like it's, it, the whole song is there for one joke. Yeah, <laughs> it's her standing on the steps singing out into nothing, and some random guy walking down the stairs and looking around <laughs> like, "What the fuck's going on?" And then he leaves. <laughs> She's staring off into like the up upwards nowhere, and he kind of stands next to her and like looks in that direction and looks at her like what, <laughs> like yeah, like I don't know. Yep, I think it exists entirely just for that joke. Um, and I remember thinking that scene was like a low point in the film, and like the oh they could do without this whole thing. This time around, I disagreed. The joke's worth it. Yeah, and it actually doesn't last that long. So no, it's it's a being, pretty short song, pretty short yeah. scene. But yeah, I. Yeah, I kind of caught. I had the same feeling the first time I saw it. I'm like, okay, I'll. Yeah, that was funny, but uh, did I miss something else? And now I feel like I'm in on it. Like, nope, that's it. Yep. <laughs> you sat through that whole song <laughs> for one. But gag. again, it's something that just seems so like typical of a of a musical. You know, like um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it it fits right into the movie itself, and and yeah, the the joke's worth it, and it moves on to the next. You know next thing fast enough it i don't think it really slows it down as much as i thought it did right right now um i don't want to get too much off topic from this film but you know this has a or at least the the movie itself but this has a really kind of an interesting history with trauma Mm -hmm. right um with uh matt stone and trey parker meeting with lloyd kaufman um you you know a little bit more about this i think than i do about how, um, how that whole story went down. I mean, I was trying to f- remember what exactly the whole story was. And <laughs> like I was telling you right before we went on the air, I I felt like this is one of the rare times I felt like, yes, I know this movie well enough. I don't need to do a bunch of research to, to jump on and talk about it. So I didn't read up a lot a whole lot on it. But from what I remember, um, basically it was a distribution deal. He They showed it a few film festivals upon its completion and uh i know rain dance i don't think it actually showed at trauma's film festival but he got a copy of it at some point and um basically offered them a distribution deal i don't he he's kind of notorious and 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 for good reasons he explains if you have ever read any like make your own damn movie or any of the the stuff he's written um doesn't often pay for distribution deals but they are national distribution deals and we'll get a movie you know out there in the in front of people's eyes and trauma's certainly got its cult following of people that'll just watch it because it comes out on that label so it's a it's a first step that a lot of filmmakers will will take um but unfortunately i don't think people got get paid a whole lot for them 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember exactly the details of what the deal they struck with him, but I know that Troma ended up sitting on this thing for a while. And I'm not sure exactly the reasons of why. I mean, I think it, it was a good enough movie that they were interested in distributing it, but um, didn't really do much with it until after um, Trey Parker and Matt Stone kind of hit the big time with the first season of South Park, and then there were copies of this thing everywhere. So Yeah. Um, yeah, as of what, what the actual deal was with them, there may have been a story that I may have known at some I, point. I, okay, I, I vaguely remember. remember something about, like, he he said yeah you know they thought they were you know they thought lloyd kaufman was a little bit more possibly of like a hollywood big shot or something than <laughs> he is so yeah. like when he shows up in his suit and tie like it is you know kind of goofy oh, yeah. and i think they went to like a don taco or something like that or a taco john's or something <laughs> and he right. made them buy him lunch and then uh they were talking about like, oh, so how much money are we going to get for this distribution deal? He's like, oh, nothing. I'll give you nothing, but your movie's yeah. out there. <laughs> and then we can talk about, you know, like getting royalties or something, but no, yeah. I'm not going to pay you for distribution rights. And they were just like, okay. And then, yeah, the uh, sitting, just sitting on it for a while. Yeah, I um, think Lloyd Kaufman's old pitch was always like, you should be paying me. I got to put all the materials together and get this thing out of here, <laughs> you know, out there. Like, uh, well, but, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> that does sound like him from interviews I've seen. <laughs> so He's yeah, this is, this is like He's a trauma the... movie that wasn't a trauma movie because it, it wasn't part of a trauma team or anything like that, you know. Right. Well, and like eighty percent of what they do is just distribute movies. They'll they'll get deals with filmmakers. You know, same kind of situation. They'll see something, they'll pick it up, they'll distribute it on their label. Probably only fifteen to twenty percent of what they do has anything to do with their actual production company. Right. But yeah. So. I mean, they have enough material out there now. They have an entire, you know, like streaming TV service now. If you guys want to go look that up, perhaps I mean, if you're into trauma stuff, it'd totally be worth the six ninety nine a month. I'm sure, but that's actually kind of expensive for trauma. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> lot of trauma movies. Um, yeah, tons of them, and, and there's probably about you know twenty percent of them that are worth watching. But I, I'm being too hard on them. But yeah. It's, no, this is um, this is one that you know, like you said, it's it's something that I've I don't think I've ever shown it to somebody who didn't find it hilarious. Then again, I'm I'm not going to show it to literally every single person. I know some people that wouldn't like it. Yeah, but, um, I mean, it's not for everybody. If if I have, I believe I've shown it to a couple of people that just didn't get the joke. And if if you are totally unaware, like you somehow you've lived your whole life without ever seeing a stage musical or a movie based on a stage musical or have any kind of like con- conception of what that is and how that works, then a lot of the humor in this movie is going to go over your head. But those people are probably fairly rare that have no idea, <laughs> like have never seen anything like that. But there... there's enough like, you know, little South Park esque jokes in there to keep, you know, a couple chuckles. But I'm guessing if you have no familiarity or interest in in musicals whatsoever, you're going to not find a lot of it hilarious, but well, it's also been successful enough to been modified a number of times uh to stage productions. Yeah. Yeah, and actually this is something I just recently learned and I would love to see it at some point, you know, if we ever get back to that where we can go to a theater and see something. But I mean, yeah, one of the shows I read was in 2005, a high school attempted a show of it in Tucson, Arizona, and it was censored and performed off campus for some kind of a benefit. And, uh, But yeah, I would love to see a stage production of this. <laughs> Honestly, the fact that it being done by high schoolers, I think would be even better. Yeah. But, you know. It just seemed to fit, like, the kind of... Well, I mean, because, I mean, let's be honest, when Trey Parker made this movie you know matt stone and um you know his other cast of players like th- these guys weren't too far out of well especially trey barker matt stone and uh, i'm trying to think of the name of uh um dan is it dan backer diane ba- how do you say i don't remember how you say his name squeak from orgasmo but oh dan <laughs> um, yeah dan yeah okay um but he the three of them um were what like they were just right out of college at the time when they made this movie the original short that they expanded to this feature film was made for a film class at byu where they were all students so that's where they uh the three of them knew each other and they've they've gone on to work together on 
you know, tons of things. And I think Dean is still involved in, um, you know, doing guest voices and such on South Park. He's done voices in every one of their other movies, or at least appeared in them in some, some way. So that's, uh, yeah, actually, but yeah. So, so I think it would fit high schoolers doing it because they weren't really that far beyond that themselves at the point of making this movie. Right. Right. I, I yeah. I mean, and I know that this wasn't. I mean, we say this is the first movie from from you know Matt Stone and Trey Parker, but really it's not. They were making films before this. Uh, I know that. Well, Trey Parker's was making films in, from high school all the way through. You know, they they grew up doing all this stuff, so. Um, I would love to track down some of those um, those early. I believe films. that they made the original um, what's it called holiday South Park episode that was like kind of the pilot for South Park the same year that this was completed so mm-hmm. like yeah um, could be wrong about that but the uh, and I think both of the things just kind of they got sat on for a little while until it fell into the right the lap of the right person and comedy central got interested in you know expanding this really bizarre batshit crazy comedy animated comedy short into a series you know but true have you read anything about the actual real story of alfred packer um just what's on the wikipedia page about this movie i think and that's really about it uh, i kind of assumed it was uh I guess I kind of assumed this was like kind of faithful to them, but I know, um, I know like the whole, like he just showed up in a town and like pretended the whole thing never happened was true. Wasn't it? Like he Mm -hmm. ended up being a like fugitive for a while and actually for quite a while. And I think he said he hung out in Wyoming, right? Cheyenne for years after this and, he was arrested like years and years later in the movie. It makes it seem like it's pretty quickly after the right. fact, but, but no, I don't know. I don't know all the like super historical details about, about Packer. Um, I'm not being a very good, uh, co-host today. I'm not, nah. I don't, don't have my research put together. <laughs> but, well, I'm asking you just to see if like, you had anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. What's funny is what I know about Alfred Packer. I know from Cannibal the Musical. <laughs> and I don't know where they came across his story. Um, Cause obviously we all know, and it's referenced in the film, but we all kind of have heard about, you know, the Donner party story mm-hmm. somewhere. Like that's the famous American cannibal story. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Haven't don't remember hearing about the Packer story much until seeing this, and so I guess I kind of assumed that we were getting we were getting kind of the the greatest hits uh, of Alfred Packer from this movie. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that I mean, not to negate whatever horror he had to experience or anything, but I, I think whatever it was, this makes a better story and a better way of telling it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. when when we first decided to start moving the show mostly to things on Tubi, uh, and this was on there for quite a while. It just happened yeah, to not it's be a on there it's when I recommended anymore. it. Um, this was one right away that I saw when it was on there that I wanted to do because it was, this is one of the few comedies that I can watch multiple times a year. Yep. And, and still but, laugh at the same parts. There's not many things... movies like that for me. Yeah, me either. And that's the first thing I wrote down is like, um, I, I, I've been using overusing this this term lately, but um, it's kind of a comfort food to me. Like I've been saying that about music and stuff lately. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but it is. It's one of those things. Like I like this so much. I can literally. It's like you know. I could put this on at any point and enjoy it. I could watch this you know five times a year and be okay with it. I think. Um, but yeah, it's it's to the point where like. I find myself watching the movie and there'll be like a reference or something. Cause it's, it's a very well, well-written comedy. So there's some jokes that like are set up very well, like earlier in the movie and then they'll play out later. But when that first like hint of the setup of the joke that will come later, I'm already laughing at that joke from later. Cause I, <laughs> I know the movie so well. Yeah. Like, I do the right same away. Thing. I'll be, yeah. So I do the same I thing. Know. Like I know it's coming. And so I'm already <laughs> laughing about it. Yeah. Yeah, I totally do that. But, you know, it, it again, it's incredibly well written. The music is really good. 
I mean, I, I feel this is like a kind of a boring episode because it's like, yeah, this movie's fucking yeah. great. And if you don't, if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> there's not much else like I could say about it. We could keep talking about how much we love every scene of the movie or how much every time like somebody's like dejectedly like saying, you know, in a serious conversation, like, what am I going to do? Or, you know, how that I kind of in the back of my head want to break into like, let's build the snowman. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, so, you know, we, we can make him tall. We, we can make him not so tall. <laughs> I, I, this movie comes out in a, a lot of, a lot of mo- uh, moments even around the house. <laughs> yeah. My kids have no idea what I'm talking about, but when they're, when they're really, really bummed about something, I'll stand up in front of them. I'll put something in front of my face and I'll face and I'll go, Hey, Abe Lincoln. <laughs> and they don't get it. And I think it's hilarious and it doesn't help them. <laughs> But it makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah, oh. it's totally someday mis- they'll appreciate this. Someday they'll appreciate it, you know. Or and there's some cool little things that it. Or t- at least they'll be watching this and be like, "Oh my god, that's what you were talking that's about." That's what you were talking. About. There was there. There's a couple cool things too. If you did watch or do watch South Park, there's a moment or two where you'll actually hear. Um, Cartman's voice in the background before he was yeah. Cartman. I think it's just you know like annoying voice or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's Cartman. And I think for the first few seasons of South Park, their homemade production company used the Spitzenkel song jingle as a as a. Theme. They did yeah. for probably the first like nine or ten seasons of South Park. It was the little like jingle for their production company. Yeah. So there's yeah. there's a lot of just. If you grew up in the 90s and South Park was big, right? Oh, yeah. And, you, you know, you grew up with these two guys making movies like Basketball um, <laughs> and Orgasmo. And Basketball is good. It, it is. Man, Orgasmo is pretty good, too. <laughs> I feel like Orgasmo is a little more um, related. It's a, it's a closer cousin to Cannibal than... Basketball's fine, but you can tell, like, there's some other, like, influences going on there. It's not really their film. They're just doing... Um, Orgasmo, although a very, very different subject material, is 100% the same style of humor as Cannibal. Like, yeah. it's just... Uh, yeah. So, yeah, totally. if you if you got a kick out of Orgasmo, if, if that's one you're familiar with and you've seen, Cannibal will be right up your alley. And if yep. you, yeah, so look it up if you haven't seen it. Basketball, it's hard to tell. If you enjoy Trey Parker and Matt Stone and South Park and their brand of humor, then all of this will be up your alley. Um, Basketball's a little different because it's actually like a Zucker production. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think uh, either Trey or Matt had any part of writing it. It was a, it was an oddball where they literally just started it. Um, but, yeah, anyway. So. I, I don't dislike it. I actually think it's pretty funny. I do too. But yeah, the humor style is a little more Zucker slapstick. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you can also see that they were inspired by Zucker movies like Airplane and stuff. So there's you can see some some influence back and forth, which is kind of cool. But yeah, yeah, and correction from earlier, I think I said that um, Dean Backer was uh, Squeak from Orgasm. He's actually Squeak in. Basketball. Basketball. He is uh Chota Boy. Ch- Chota Boy in yeah. <laughs> in Orgasmo. So yeah. Anyway. Got who's, his characters mixed up. I just will always remember the line from Orgasmo with the um when he's telling the story about how his dad left. <laughs> I don't want to do hamster style. It's, it's him dressed up as a little kid, which if you if you know the actor isn't much of a stretch. But um yeah, sitting with a giant bowl of cereal and giant full of giant spoon so, and everything yeah yeah the, just saying the line gonna, i don't want to do i don't yeah. want to do hamster style anymore yeah <laughs> or, no the whole thing the whole joke was i remember the day when i gave up like stopped doing hamster style yeah. style of kung fu that they're talking about and it like does the whole like flashback thing and it's just like him dad i don't think i want to do hamster style anymore then back it's to the way the it's the way it went down man <laughs> god yeah, it feels anyway. good to get this off my chest now, now we're just react. Now this review has di- digressed to reenacting scenes from movie from a different movie that these people are in. But you so. know, I, I we've noticed this. <laughs> we've noticed this when there's a movie that is just that good. Yeah, you know, that that yeah. it checks all the boxes. There's not a lot to say about it. 
I mean, without going into just the annoying, like, yeah. quoting it nonstop, like we've already done a little bit of. But, um, yeah, I mean, just to get meta for a second, I think it's one of the things about movie review podcasts that's easier to do is when you hate the movie, you have more to say. Oh, yeah. We've proved that, proven that time and time again. Like, when we really like something, it's tough because, uh, I mean, it's easy, to, it's easy to gush about it or to keep talking about it. But when I really like a movie, I really want to recommend it to people. So I am less inclined to, like, descriptively talk about the entire movie. When I'm trying to explain to you why something's a giant turd and I hate it, like, I don't mind blowing everything about the movie because I really, at the end of the day, don't want you to sit down and watch it. Right. <laughs> like, this is the opposite. Like, I, I, I can't do justice to what, you know, sitting down and actually just enjoying this movie would do for you. So, um, yeah, so I, I think that's, it's the critics, it's kind of like the critics paradox in a way like you you when you like something you don't have you don't have much to say about it except yeah that was great here's a couple things i liked about it when you hate something you have an hour and a half of you know yeah or or, or any kind of like complicated like mixed feelings on it or something like Mm -hmm. that but i'd say it's the same with like you know amazon reviews yeah yeah totally you, you do an amazon review and you're pissed off and well, in reviews in general, like yeah. people tend to only write them, you know, unless your job's being a critic, but people tend to only write a review about something when they are unhappy or only give somebody feedback when they don't like it. When they do like something or they are content, they're, you know, content. They just sit there and enjoy it and then life goes on, you know, it becomes part of you, part of your cultural experience. But, you know, when you don't like something, you feel like you got to go out into the world and I don't know. I, it's actually that kind of thing that I've been, <laughs> I don't know if it's a personal mission of mine, but like, I, I kind of don't like that, even though we do it all the time. Like, I kind of like to focus on the things and, and Ryan, I wish Ryan was here because he'd have some really great jokes to poke fun at me about being Mr. Positive about everything. But that's exactly why I like to do that. Even the worst stuff I try to pull some positives out of because I don't, I'm not really super interested in talking about stuff I don't like. I want to talk about stuff I do like and, you know, get excited about it. So, right, right. Um, anyway, but, yeah. So, I guess that's the review of Cannibal the Musical. <laughs> did, did we talk about Cannibal the Musical? We did. Clearly. I mean, we did. It's just the same thing. It's like, yeah, it's, we it's quoted weird. it a bunch of we times. We quoted so. it a bunch. Oh, yeah. By the way, you were talking about, I got to get this in before we stop. Uh, just, uh, things in your house that like um, lines from this movie that come out all the time and my big one and my wife too who is actually a fan of this movie as well um, which is rare that one of the movies on this show that she's actually a fan <laughs> of um, but is the, the the goofy line nice hat comes out like pretty much anytime one of us puts a hat on at like anytime nice <laughs> hat yeah yeah anyway especially if it's like a winter hat like she'll just be putting on her stuff nice to go out in the hat. cold they'll be like nice hat <laughs> like, yeah anyway that one comes up a lot i say it to my kids and they just like yeah uh, that you know they're three oblivious to yeah anything. they don't yeah most things i say much less quotes from obscure movies so well yeah. we'll we'll do something where like and we do it when the kids aren't around, obviously. But like one of us will be mowing the lawn or vacuuming or something where they can't hear the other one, and the other person will stand there and just kind of yell over it, "Shut the fuck up, Swan!" <laughs> just because yep. it's like it just seems like a good moment for it because like there's this drowning <laughs> out of sound. But yeah, shut the fuck up, Swan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please, everybody, track down Cannibal the Musical. Yeah. Actually, we'll we'll post a link to it. So this may be one it. of the most worth it movies we've ever reviewed on the podcast. I, I will say that like, and I was still, like, I was telling Joe, I think this was before, was it before we went on? If not, I'm going to repeat it. But, um, we, this was probably for me, the movie I've seen, it's at least got to be in the top few movies that I've seen the most times that we've reviewed. So this is something I've seen many, many times. Like I said, when I first got it, I tried to show it to everybody and then I've just watched it for my own personal enjoyment many times in the in the years since but like i said this one's got to be a up there close to 20 times that i've watched this thing and i still find it enjoyable every second of it so yeah this is a good one so if you had to grade it what do you think oh this is an a for sure um i guess the only thing that would keep it from being an a plus is just that 
Um, I don't know. Maybe I should give it an A+. <laughs> I like it that much. But, uh, yeah, it's an A movie. It's it's just such a good um, comedy, good good parody of, uh, you know, musicals. And it's funny because it respects its source material and, you know, just I just kind of summarizing all the things that we, we went through. But also I feel like one of the things that's really charming about this is the sheer like level of talent that like leaks out of you know trey parker as a writer and like putting this thing together just post-college this is a really really well put together movie you can tell it's super low budget you can tell like they didn't have a lot of you know super like recording studio time to do the music and all this but everything works so well that it's just like you can tell like you know that moment in like young artists you could tell they're destined for greater things or whatever you want to say this that's all over this movie like his talent and 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 i would say matt stone too but i think his only his role in this was primarily as an actor so um which he's fine he's funny in it but um but yeah really trey parker just kind of uh shines as being somebody that's definitely going on to greater things which obviously we all know he did so right anyway Great film. Uh, I can't recommend this one highly enough if you want to see kind of an offbeat comedy in in the vein of, you know, South Park, kind of. But I feel like that's that's a tough um, recommendation a little bit just because South Park's a little polarizing. I really think that some people would enjoy this that aren't even that big of South Park fans. But I agree. I agree. I think South Park, especially as of late, it started out as gross out and now it has become social commentary. Um, for better or worse. Um, and I think, yeah, it is off-putting to some people. Though, they, I, I will give Stone and Parker credit for always being pretty balanced. They are like the ultimate moderate political commentators. <laughs> like they, yeah. they really go after either either side of the... Anyone and everyone, actually. And sometimes they'll just point out the ridiculousness of all of it. So Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, even factoring that in, you know, reviewing this for myself, I, I'm going to give it an A as well. I, I really, even, there there's so many, like, jokes packed into this, and most of them land. And the ones that don't land aren't, like, huge failures or anything like that. In fact, they're kind of even funny in and of themselves because they're so stupid. Like, for some reason, the horse farts the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. It just does. <laughs> and it... <laughs> it's never really addressed i mean people react to it like just going ew but nobody says anything it's just a thing that keeps happening and so yeah. it's a bad joke but it, it hits it works yeah so interesting factoid the the horse leanne was named after trey barker's ex-girlfriend who during the writing process of this movie broke up with him and left it for somebody else so literally got herself wrote written into this movie by name as a horse as an so, unfaithful horse yeah an unfaithful horse an unfaithful horse who Another runs just, off with some trappers yeah, yeah. oh my god so, and tries yeah. to come back but he's like nah it's all right <laughs> so, oh, yeah. what i want to anyway. thank everybody for tuning into the video junkyard podcast during this very low-key review of a really really funny <laughs> movie which in and of itself is humorous um we would love to hear your thoughts on this one or any of Stone and uh, Parker's collaborations. You can leave us these said thoughts, questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms at Video Junk Pod on Twitter, the Video Junker Podcast at gmail.com for email, or find us on Facebook at the Video Junker Podcast Facebook page or Video Junker Podcast Facebook group. Leave a comment, we'll read it back, recommend a movie, tell us what you think. Uh, you write it, we'll be happy to read it on the air. And I'm excited because we actually have some stuff on the schedule for me to talk about. Um, and they are all movies that will be available on Tubi. We apologize about this one being mysteriously disappeared from Tubi. Because disappeared is a word I keep reading in the news. But, um, yeah. Um, unfortunately, we'll, we'll we'll try to post a link of somewhere that you can see uh, Cannibal the Musical. Because I just want everyone to watch it. But it was on Tubi until recently. It was meant to be a Tubi pick, and it wasn't. But anyway, coming up next week on the show, we're going to look at a couple of movies, which is a rarity for this podcast, but we're going to do a show on the Highlander movie and its sequel, Highlander 2, um, which is kind of a controversial film in its own right. Uh, The following week, we're going to do another 
film and its controversial sequel. We're going to look at the Swamp Thing feature film and its sequel, The Return of Swamp Thing. So that's kind of our theme is uh, movies and its uh, polarizing or controversial sequels. So, um, Make sure. yeah, anyway, join us for those uh, and uh, check out Cannibal. Yeah, and keep watching our uh, social media pages where we'll be posting links to the movies that we're going to be watching, our ideas that hopefully you'll... Uh, give the movie a watch and then download the episode and, you know, be like kind of having a slightly removed conversation with us about it. So <laughs> give it a shot and please, we would love any feedback that you might have. And I want to thank you once again for listening to the Video Junkier podcast. And until next time, this is Joe Peterson. I'm Eric O'Branson. Have a good evening. Sometimes the world is black and tears run from your eyes and maybe we'll all get really sick and maybe we'll all die so let's build a snowman we can make them our best friend point of view. If you build me a snowman, then I'll build one for you. So let's build a snowman. We can make him our best friend. We can name him Bob, or we can name him Beowulf. We can make him tall, or we can make him not so tall snowman. Hey! Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go. Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast on Twitter at Video Junk Pod, and on Instagram as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening, and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard.